Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, we're going to try to sort through some fantasy head-scratchers. Phillip Rivers, LaShawn McCoy, and the Cleveland backfield. Speaking of Phillip Rivers, James Fabs, you told us to sit him last week. Good call by you. What do you have for us this week? Well, I've got another big-name quarterback you should sit, but if you want to find out who it is, you're going to have to stick around. What up, what up? All right, Golden Tate, Marcus, or those high school football little cardboard trays with tater tots? Well, only one of those is good with ketchup, but Darrell Rivas could probably eat both of them up this week. Stick around for more. NFL Fantasy Live starts right now. Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. I'm James Go here with Michael Fabiano, the Hall of Famer, as well as Elliot Harrison as well. We're going to hear from Molly Caram and Marcus Grant in just a moment. But be sure to follow us on Twitter at NFL Fantasy for all the latest fantasy news and advice. But we will begin in Washington. Gentlemen, the drama there continues to mount. Monday after a big loss to the Buccaneers, Redskins head coach Jay Gruden said quarterback Robert Griffin III missed deep targets to Deshaun Jackson, something I would agree with, didn't have his correct dropbacks, and the list went on and on. Tuesday, RG3 responded with a short but sweet approach with the media saying, quote, we're focused on San Francisco. Elliot, what do we make of this, man? Excuse me here, but... Just play football, you know, okay? You're you're missing your dropbacks. When you're supposed to drop back three steps, you do one step. When you're supposed to drop back seven steps, you do five. He does this jump pass. He doesn't step into his throws. If I'm a fantasy owner and I have Redskins offensive weapons outside of Alfred Morris, I don't trust Diddley Poo right now, and that's because RG3 is not playing well. And, oh, by the way, to make up for it, they have a bad matchup against the 49ers. They absolutely do. There are not any 49ers defensive players that are looking at this matchup in fear. Yeah, they like quaking this in their boots. They James. like this matchup. Uh, RG3, is, is he a guy that uh, fantasy owners can can trust even in a plug-and-play situation? Not this week. L- listen, last week he had a, a, an awesome matchup, and he underperformed. Right, so if the fantasy guys are cruel, which they are, he'll have a great game against the Niners. But to me, <laughs> right. that's not going to happen, so I am sticking with the sit RG3 theme 
for week 12. And what made him so good in 2012 besides just being a quarterback? Being able to run yeah, with the football. Run and How much do we see that? Teams didn't have tape on him either. Yep. Seems like they figured him out. There you go. Thumbs down. The New Orleans Saints will be without one of their offensive weapons for the rest of 2014. The Saints put rookie wide receiver Brandon Cooks on injured reserve Tuesday after suffering a broken hand in last week's contest. With Cooks gone, who should we expect those targets to go to? Or is there one guy? Big injury, guys. This is a very big injury, and I don't think it's going to be one player in particular because someone would say, oh, it's got to be Kenny Stills, but he's a totally different player. He's a guy who takes the top off of defense, and he's really inconsistent. Maybe some go to Marcus Colston. Jimmy Graham is always going to be in the mix. And once one of these pass-catching running backs gets healthy, like a Pierre Thomas, he could see more work as well as a pass catcher. I was just about to say you made a great point on Pierre Thomas when we met before the show next to the candy jar where real football is discussed, James. <laughs> Pierre Thomas caught 77 <laughs> balls last year. That right. led all NFL running backs. Would you agree with Fab's assessment that they're two totally different players We're talking about Brandon Cooks and Kenny Stills? Because totally. to me, uh, yes, Brandon Cooks does run a nice little inside route, but he's also a guy that takes the top off of the defense. Well, first of all, Brandon Cooks is smaller. He's more of your ideal slot guy. Kenny Stills is your consummate home run ball. So if he catches that 50-yard bomb, you're like, yes, great fantasy day. He gives you the goose egg and uh, want, want, want. That's where all his production comes from. If he's going to hit that home run, he's not going to score for it. Devery Henderson part two. Yes. Exactly. There you go. There you go. All right, let's join the rest of our fantasy crew and send it over to Molly and Marcus. Guys. Gentlemen, thank you kindly. He's NFL.com fantasy editor Marcus Grant, and I'm Molly Karam. And it's Wednesday. You know the deal. It's time to surf the waiver wire for those additions and subtractions made from lineups this week. And we begin with the most ads on NFL.com. Taking a look, Jonas Gray. He's been the hot name all week. Just a little. Kobe Fleener having a nice game with his former college teammate there. C.J. Anderson obviously stepping into the spotlight with some guys banged up. But let's get right into it. Josh Gordon returning, which is very exciting. Speaking of C.J. Anderson, though, no Hillman, no ball, and this guy is averaging 8.2 scrimmage yards per touch over the last two weeks, most in the NFL. Mr. Anderson, I feel like it's like the Matrix here. I mean, he's played (laughs) kind of like he's been in the Matrix. He's been able to avoid defenders. He's getting the ball all sorts of ways as a running back. We see Peyton Manning dumping it off to him, and he had this fantastic touchdown run against the Raiders where he ran over, around, and threw pretty much everybody in a silver and black uniform. The Broncos have been plug and play with their running backs, so whoever it's been, you've been able to get decent production out of him, I mean, except for Monte Ball. But as long as C.J. Anderson's there, I trust this guy. I'm rolling with him. Mm, I might have to pick him up. You should. With, with I mean, the... provided I haven't gotten first. Oh, ouch. Like I got that? Ben Tate. I got to get rid of him. All right, let's move on here. Jordan Matthews. It seems like Mark Sanchez and Jordan Matthews really have nice chemistry for receiving TDs in the last three weeks. You might have heard this before. It's the year of the rookie wide receiver. I might have said that once or 20, 20 times. times. Who knows? But Jordan Matthews was a guy I liked as a deep we sleeper early in them. the year. And he was a guy, I said, because he can play in the slot, because he can play out wide. I thought he'd be a good option for Philadelphia. Now with Mark Sanchez at quarterback, these two seem to be connecting very, very well. Matthews has surpassed Riley Cooper as the number two passing option in that offense, and he's, he's creeping up on Jeremy Macklin right now. So plug him in your lineup, play him as a flex. I think there's some good things in the offense. It's your guy, Mark Sanchez. Fight on. Fight on, Trojans. <laughs> All right, let's move to Trey Mason. There are 29 rush attempts versus the Broncos. Will that continue moving forward against San Diego this week? Yeah, the number might not be quite as high, but he's going to get the ball. At this point, we've determined he is the guy in the backfield. No more Zach Stacy. Benny Cunningham isn't much of a threat. The Rams are going to figure out what they have with this good young running back from Auburn. Mason, a uh, fantastic pickup. Plus, you know, anytime I can you know, somehow work in a De La Soul reference, I'm all about that. So plug four. Go get him. 
That about it. All right. Those are the trendy guys that everyone's picking up. Now to the guys who are being kicked to the curb. Here's a look at the most dropped players in fantasy. And let's uh, go through it here. Ahmad Bradshaw, obviously, he's injured. He's done for the season. Unfortunately, Ben Tate, bye-bye to him. Ronnie Hillman hurt. AP, we know, suspended for the season. So... Let's go back to that matchup we were just talking about there with the Rams in San Diego. Ryan Matthews is back, so a lot of people are letting Brandon Oliver go. He's only had eight fantasy points in four straight games. Is this the right call? Well, I mean, if you're in a deeper league, there's still some room for you to have Brandon Oliver because he's going to play that Danny Woodhead role where he catches passes out of the backfield. He's a third down guy. We saw Oliver and Matthews split carries last week, but that's not going to continue. Matthews is going to be the guy. But if you need some help at a flex spot, if you are shorthanded on any particular week, Brandon Oliver could still be a flex option for you just because I think he's not going to completely disappear from the offense. And as we mentioned, Kobe Fleener had a huge game there for Indy, and Dwayne Allen leaving the game in the second quarter versus the Patriots with an ankle. Yeah, he did, and but I think it's it's not going to be a long-term injury. I, Kobe Fleener is the guy mm-hmm. while Allen is out, but I have been professing my fantasy man crush on Dwayne Allen all year long. And, you know, just because somebody didn't call to say goodnight, you don't just break up with him. Like, let's not just do it, ditch you Dwayne don't? Allen yet. I do. Oh, I bet. No, I, no, never mind. Anyway, Dwayne <laughs> Allen's the guy. Don't quit on him just yet. There's still a lot of life to be had with this guy. Yeah, and regardless of who it is this week, they have a nice matchup against the Jaguars there, that Indianapolis team. All right, let's move on here to Mark Tavis Bryant. He was a, another hot name we were talking about, but he had a, cl- a career low in receiving yards versus the Titans, just 11, but too soon to get rid of him? Yeah, absolutely, because that career low is basically, what, six games for Mark Tavis Bryant? Again, yes. a situation where one bad game does not completely discredit what this guy can do for you. Plus, you see there, Ben Roethlisberger was going toward Bryant in the end zone on a couple of occasions. They just weren't able to connect. So it's not as though he suddenly dropped out of what the Steelers do in the passing game. It just happened to be an off week. Don't quit on Martavis Bryant. When did rookie receivers get so good in fantasy? This year. 2014. It's also confusing, Marcus. Thank you for making sense of all that good stuff. All right, be sure to set your DVRs for our nightcap edition of NFL Fantasy Live. Marcus and I have your back. We'll keep you up to speed on the latest injury news and update your roster. That is at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, right here on NFL Network. So that's a late night for us. What's going on with Phillip Rivers and LaShawn McCoy? Is it time to find a permanent spot for Kaepernick on your bench? There's a few players that we're scratching our heads about, and we'll discuss them next. And we're talking about players that have some pretty good matchups but might not be the best of fantasy talents. Find out who might be good plug-and-play guys for Week 12. He defined intimidation. I don't like people when I'm playing against them. But his success came with the ultimate price. He made a deal with the devil, and it was time for the devil to collect. Lyle Alzado of Football Life, Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on NFL Network. And welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Uh, that that program uh, is just fantastic. It is. It is. It, you got to set aside your little hour there to watch that show. And Lyle Zato is one of the most unique dudes in the history of pro football. I strongly encourage people to watch that. There's nobody like him or his story in the history of the NFL. Not a huge name uh, in terms of the football community, but a very interesting story. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's talk about some fantasy head scratchers, players or situations that are befuddling many a fantasy manager. What the hell's going on out here? I don't think you could have said it better. All right, so let's talk about – we'll start at the quarterback position first, though. Let's talk about Phillip Rivers, a, a guy who at the early part of the season was – 
quite frankly, on an MVP pace, as you've mentioned, Elliot. Yeah. But recently... I've uh, retracted not, that. <laughs> uh, recently, not so good. I mean, you see the passing yards down, the turnovers way up, the touchdowns way down. You know, here's the thing. The long ball has absolutely disappeared for the Chargers. How do you explain all this? It, it's tough to explain, but I, I would start with the offensive line. They're not really getting a running game going. Now, Ryan Matthews being back may mitigate some of this, guys, and I still think Phillip Rivers is an outstanding player. I think this is more an indictment of the team, and I would say the same thing about Mark Sanchez. I don't think he put it all on the quarterback. Uh, so expectations moving forward. Again, first half of the year, Fabs, we're talking about a guy who was in the top five. Now he's all of a sudden almost out of the top ten. Uh, just two weeks later, what do we make of Philip Rivers? He's a matchup-based starter now to me. And honestly, he had broken that mold earlier in the year when he was just so red hot. He couldn't keep it up. And this week he's playing the Rams. The Rams last week made Peyton Manning look mortal. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't even score 15 fantasy points in that game. And I wonder if Rivers isn't healthy. We, we heard Antonio Gates say he had Very a rib issue. And then uh, his coach said, well, no, he's fine. If I have an alternative like Josh McCown this week, and I said this last week, I'm benching Rivers. Uh, very quickly, Marcus, does this mean bad things for guys like Antonio Gates, Malcolm Floyd, Keenan Allen? Well, I think it, it certainly means some bad things for Malcolm Floyd. He, you talk about the deep ball being gone. That was, that was the Good deep point. threat there was Malcolm Floyd, mm-hmm. and he hasn't been able to produce that. Keenan Allen's getting a ton of targets, but he's become just a possession receiver. He's that guy when you need seven yards on third down, that's the guy they're going to. I think Antonio Gates is still going to be Gates. I mean, those two have been the best QB tight end that duo you, you've ever seen. You heard Vince Lombardi. means we got to move on. we got to go. Huh? we got to move on. Another quarterback <laughs> that has been frustrating to own. How about Colin Kaepernick? Uh, this is, uh, you know, I think a lot was expected out of Colin Kaepernick. You know, a lot of comparisons, I think, maybe to Russell Wilson. I mean, if you look back at his numbers from 2013 compared to 2014, everything actually kind of sort of looks okay. The the passing yards are up. The passing touchdown's down. Not great. But he's running the ball slightly more this year than he was last year. Unfortunately, not productive with it at all. Uh, What do we make of Colin Kaepernick? Can he be... I know this is going to sound crazy, but can he be a top five guy on the back half or, or, excuse me, the last quarter of this season? I don't know about top five, but I still think top ten at the end of the top ten. If you look at some of the games... He's had some bad luck, okay? Yes. He yep. fumbled at the goal line and would have scored a touchdown. That's an eight-point fantasy swing. I remember two instances, one where Anquan Bolden dropped a touchdown yes. pass that was right in his hands, another one where Michael Crabtree dropped a touchdown pass. So he hasn't been playing that bad at all, and he's not turning the ball over. And I would still say stardom, especially against Washington, who has been awful against the pass. You know, the one thing that has surprised me when we looked at those numbers is that he is actually running the ball more per game because just to watch him, it doesn't feel like it at all. He's not getting out of the That's pocket. That's right. He hasn't been the threat with his legs that we've seen in the past, and that has been what's buoyed his fantasy value is the fact that maybe he only throws for a couple hundred yards, but he'll run for another 60 or 70 yards and maybe get in the end zone. So I'm a little bit surprised by that, but I'm with Fabs. Look, the matchups have been working out for him. You plug him in and you, you hope for better things. Again, it's almost like we're trying to jump in on top Apparently, of you guys just, you know. <laughs> Heather Pink, when she needs us to rap, she yep. plays all these hot Vince Lombardi. Let's talk about uh, LaShawn McCoy. He hasn't been terrible. He just hasn't lived up to expectations. He's currently the 16th highest scoring running back. Uh, Elliot, what do we expect out of LaShawn McCoy moving forward? Well, maybe our expectations are a little high. Look at the week 6, six to 11 there. Scrimmage yards not game. Not bad. 91.2 isn't bad, guys. No. The biggest indictment of LaShawn McCoy is not LaShawn McCoy. It's the fact that the Eagles' offensive line, we don't talk about offensive lines on Fantasy Live very much, 
it fell apart. Evan Mathis got hurt. Jason Kelsey got hurt. Oh, by the way, those are two Pro Bowl players inside. When they came back, obviously his numbers went up. I would not recommend sitting LaShawn McCoy. That said, I got a tweet about somebody saying, hey, should I avoid waiver wire gyms because I have LaShawn McCoy or should I pick him up? Pick him up anyway so your opponent can't get <laughs> to the good waiver wire and guys. McCoy War by is going to go off this week. I promise you right now, wow. he's going to have the best game he's had all season long from a fantasy perspective. The Tennessee Titans run defense stinks. It's just, just ask Le'Veon Bell. It's just Bell. a matter of him getting in the end zone. I mean, everybody yes. else looks great. He problem. just isn't scoring touchdowns scoring. this year. Uh, he goes can off he this week. Uh, be a, a touchdown maker like he was in the past? I don't see why or, not. Or has Darren Sproles and all these other guys, Jordan Matthews, or are they just eating to, into his production? What the hell's going gonna, on out there? I'm, gonna, <laughs> doing it for Heather. I'm gonna say oh. something weird like, I wish Andy Reid was back to throw him that little shovel pass at the three-yard line. Where's oh, that? Boy. Very good point. Alright, listen, Cleveland. What the hell's we gotta going wait on? For it. Uh, <laughs> Cleveland has been a constant source of fantasy head scratching. On Sunday, the Browns named Isaiah Crowell their starter for the first time all season. Then out of nowhere, they released Ben Tate on Tuesday. All right, you look at Ben Tate's production. Touches per game. That's the big one to me. 14 touches per game. That goes bye-bye. That's going to be split somewhere between Isaiah Crowell and Terrence West. Marcus, we'll start with you. Um, do you like the Crow to be set free, or, or is this a Terrence West back? Well, I do like I do like Crowell to get a lot of touches. The problem is, and we've talked about this during the week on the show, is that he puts the ball on the ground. Yes. So that always makes it a risk for him to be in there. But in terms of the way he's running the football, he's running hard, he's hitting the holes. And the Browns, I think, I think they're smarter to lead with the run, whether it's Crowell or West. They need to run the football. Crow has been the better of him as long as he can hold on to the ball. This has become a very confusing backfield, uh, and, and now it's now it's a less confusing backfield, okay. but still confusing. And I, I think Crowell and West are both flex starts this week against Atlanta because their run defense is so bad. But at least it's not a three-headed monster anymore. It's it's two. Right. This is a definition of a matchup-based play in your favor. Uh, is it even worth it to chase these guys? Well, I mean, if you're going talking about one week start, absolutely. Why against not? Atlanta? I mean, against Atlanta. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. come on. All right, there you go. Hit that Vince Lombardi sound for me. What the hell's going on out here? The (laughs) highest scoring wide receiver of the last two weeks. Not Jordy, not Marshall, not Demarius or Megatron. It is this man, Mike Evans, who has absolutely exploded onto the scene as of late. I mean, just take a look at his production weeks 9 through 11. Five touchdowns, 25 points per game from Mike Evans. I mean, he can't keep this up, can he? Maybe not, I, I, but I love the matchup against the Chicago Bears, and people were anointing Kyle Fuller as the next Deion Sanders back in September. Uh, that hasn't panned out. Not so much. Tim Jennings, the other corner. I think Mike Evans can have another 100-yard day, and you know that Josh McCown is going to want to play his best ball in front of the Chicago Bears coaching staff who let him walk to Tampa Bay in the offseason. I just want to say one little thing here, though. Everyone that's anointing this guy the offensive rookie of the year, bear in mind that he plays for a 2-8 and eight team. Uh, you know, I just don't always see it that way. Just because a guy has great production, it doesn't mean he's the rookie of the year. How dare you talk about real-life fan- uh, football in <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but what you love about the guy is the fact that he uses his size. And yes. yeah, that was one of the things I know Matt Money Smith asked him when he was on the show earlier this week. He's a big 6'5 guy, and he plays like Not those 6'5 guys who kind of shrink in, in contract. Right. He goes up and gets the football at the high point. And if you're Josh McCown, you got to feel confident. You just throw it up. 
Let your man go get and it. And it's no coincidence that Evans is playing so well. McCown's value is now rising as a guy that I would play in the top ten this week. Wow, interesting stuff. All right, good stuff. On NFL Now, we're going to be chatting about more fantasy head scratchers in Ben Roethlisberger and Julio Jones. Check out NFL Now on your connected TV device or by downloading the Get app. Get some on your hands. No, that's you, buddy. <laughs> For free on your phone or tablet. And up next, our LA experts will dish on which fantasy studs have the worst matchups this week. A list that includes, yes, Calvin Johnson. If you followed the show at all, you know Wednesday is the day. Well, it's also hot day. Well. It's, it's the day Michael Fabiano releases the beast known as his stardoms and sitoms. Starter sit Alshon Jeffrey. Fabs will tell you. Coming up. Hello again. This is NFL Fantasy Live, and we've got a full slate of games in store for us for Week 12. So here's the deal. We're going to highlight some good players with bad matchups. Fabs, we begin with you and Russell Wilson, who's facing one of the hottest defenses in football. Gave Stafford and the Lions some trouble last week. Yeah, and I I swung and missed on Russell Wilson last week. He had a really bad matchup against the Chiefs and still played well. But you guys know me. I'm all about the trends. And his trend at home against Arizona is no bueno. (laughs) In two career games at home against the Cardinals, he has 256 passing yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. That's not the average. That's combined. The Cardinals have also allowed the second-fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last two weeks. So if you do start Russell Wilson, well, you might want to temper your expectations. Mm, Elliot. Yeah. A hot name right now, Jonas Gray, suddenly on everyone's radar, but he's facing a very stingy Detroit team. Yeah, I was just about to say, so Jonas Gray, Fabs, what's Detroit really good at? Defense. Mm -hmm. Particularly the run. You betcha. So you might have heard by now that Jonas Gray had a little stat correction that took him from 198 to 201 yards rushing. That may happen again this week. He might get taken from 44 yards rushing to 46. (laughs) So hold your breath for that one. But I don't like this matchup at all. Andre Ellington couldn't do anything against that Lions front. I think Jonas Gray is going to get a fraction of what he got. Lions allowed one rush TD in six games. Marcus, we stay in that matchup where arguably the best receiver in football, Calvin Johnson. Could he get pedestrian numbers against Belichick in the past? He absolutely could this week. And you never really know how Bill Belichick is going to scheme defensively. But I tell you this, I would be very surprised if we don't see a lot of double coverage on Calvin Johnson this week. The Patriots have allowed the third fewest fantasy points this season to wide receivers. On top of it, we saw what they did last week against the Colts where they were very physical with those wide receivers. And I expect they're going to be up on Golden Tate, up on Calvin Johnson, make it really tough for those guys to release off the line of scrimmage. All right, let's go to the opposite side for a second, guys, so we cover all our bases. Which average players have good matchups in Week 12? And we begin in Cleveland in that backfield. Ben Tate's out. Isaiah Crowell, maybe a nice play this week uh, against Atlanta. They're generous to running backs. A very good play. And Isaiah Crowell was the guy that we were all rushing to pick up off the waiver wire. I was actually on the show Sunday trying to get on him and uh, pick him up. So... The, the Browns' backfield has gone from really, really confusing to just really confusing because Terrence West could see the carries. It could be Isaiah Crowell. But regardless, Atlanta has been awful against the run, giving up the second-most fantasy points to running backs this year. So I would argue you could start Crowell as a flex 
and West as a flex as well. And with Ben Tate no longer in the mix, at least it's not a three-headed monster. It's only a two-headed monster. Yeah, I need to deal with that because I have Ben Tate in two leagues. Um, <laughs> Elliot, Jay Cutler had a nice bounce-back game last yeah. week. A chance to make it two solid performances in a row against Tampa Bay. What do you think? Uh, yeah. Maybe. I mean, so this part of this feel, yeah, exactly, Marcus. You sound confident. Yeah. Doesn't this, this feels like Rocky Five to me. You know, you got all excited when Stallone beat up Tommy Morrison in the street, but you knew the movie was doomed. I mean, it was terrible from start to finish. It was. It you were was. just looking for highlights. I feel like that's the Bears 2014 season in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. Molly, I know. I see you nodding your head. I know you know the analogy for sure. That said, I do like the Bears matchup against Tampa Bay. Maybe they're going to try to salvage their season. If you're desperate at quarterback, then play Jay Cutler. I appreciate a good analogy there. Marcus, Vincent Jackson has zero TDs in six straight games. Can that change this week against Chicago? Yeah, first off, I don't know how to follow a Rocky Five reference to begin with, but yes, it, it could change this week. I mean, I know that Mike Evans has balled out the last three weeks. He's been fantastic, and Jackson has kind of become a little bit of an afterthought, but he's still seeing a lot of targets. He just hasn't made a lot of big plays, especially down the field, but the Bears' secondary has been awful. I mean, they've been beat up. They haven't played very well, so this could be a situation where you've got Josh McCown throwing the alley-oop to both Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson, and maybe he pulls one down in the painted area this week. Yeah, the Bears allowed 12 receiving TDs over the last three weeks. Is that, that is, is most that bad? in the NFL. By the way, did you get I my trade offer? I would call that very bad. Vincent Jackson for Greg Olson? I mean, Marcus is talking about Vincent Jackson being a good player. Hey, don't, don't, don't I'll, I'll drag give you me ben into Tate. this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want any part you of this. Ben Tate? If you don't want Ben Tate? <laughs> He's not even on a team. Do you want Ben Tate? No. See, that's what you guys do to me. All right, it's almost time to put our experts in a hurry-up offense. Answers to your tough fantasy genius questions in our version of the two-minute drill. That's straight ahead, and the alarm is going off. It's time for some deep sleepers to wake up in Week 12. Thankfully, Ranks 11 is on the way to let you know which ones are going to help you steal a win on Sunday. You know what it is, NFL Fantasy Live. Coming up on NFL Fantasy Live, Ranks 11 is on the case to help steal you a win in Week 12. Stay tuned to see which unlikely players are primed for a big day on Sunday. And to start or not to start, that is the question. He's your Romeo. Michael Fabiano will charm you with his latest starts and sits, including some big quarterback question marks. And the spotlight is shining bright on certain players this week. Josh Gordon's return, Trent Richardson's solo gig. Which one will rise to the occasion? Our experts will let you know in just a bit. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. He's Marcus Grant. He's Elliot Harrison. And I'm Molly Kerman. For those of you who asked your questions on Fantasy Genius, our experts are about to answer. Because, listen, we are here for you, my friends. Make sure to submit them at NFL.com slash genius. And uh, we will try to help you out. So let's put two minutes on the clock. Gentlemen, you know the deal. We're going to rip through as many Fantasy Genius questions as we can. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Better start. Tommy Brady versus the Lions or Drew Brees against the Ravens? I like Tom Brady against the number one defense in the league. He's hot and he's at home. That's a bold call there. I'm going to go with Drew Brees. He's at home against a Ravens secondary that's been beat Ooh, up this year. Oh, you're trusting Brees. All right. Better add Kenny Britt <laughs> or Jonas Gray? That's such a weird question. It is weird. Right? Yeah, but I'm going to say Jonas Gray for the future. I think, okay. he's, I think he's the guy who runs between the tackles. He's not going to have 200 yards this Maybe week. Maybe not this week, but moving forward past there that. There you right. go. Better start Muhammad Sanu against the Texans or Jordan Matthew against the Titans. I'm going Jordan Matthews. Yeah. I think he and Sanchez have a good thing going right I now. I like him better than Mike Evans going forward. Mm, wow. Sanchez to Matthews. That was bold there, my right? friend. Who will be the highest scoring player in Week 12? Ooh, I'm going Rob Gronkowski. 
I am. Huh? Against, again, the number one defense in the league. You wanted me to be bold all yeah. the time, so here we go. Rob Minkowski, tight end. Fabs, I will end. not trade Gronk to I'm, you. I'm going to go bold with Andrew Luck. Is that, that bold? Yeah, that's is that, really is that bold man, taking the Marcus. number one overall player hey, in fantasy? I love this. I got both of them. Better <laughs> start. <laughs> Percy Harvin against the Bills or Mike Wallace against the Broncos? Anybody not named Percy Harvin, I would have oh, taken in this. this See, uh, I'm taking Percy Harvin. I know Harvin. you would. I think you love him. By the way, look, he gets handoffs in these snowpocalypse up there in Buffalo this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. two carries for three yards. <laughs> Enjoy. We call that a split decision. All right, who to start? Andre Ellington against the Seahawks or Ryan Matthews against the Rams? I'm not in love with either, but the Rams front four has been playing better in a pass rush sense, not necessarily against the run. I'll take Ryan Matthews. Yeah, I think I'm sitting Andre Ellington this week, especially because he's, in, he's in Seattle against the yep. Seahawks. It's good to see Matthews back. Better start the Bills defense against the Jets or the Chiefs defense against the Raiders? I'm taking the Chiefs defense, but I really I like both of these matchups, and I have them both on two fantasy teams, so I can hey, make that decision uh, myself. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the chefs, man. I saw Derek Carr running for his life a lot last oh, week. Great googly moogly. <laughs> great yeah, googly yeah. moogly. <laughs> Who's going to be the biggest disappointment in Week 12? I feel terrible asking this. Uh, no, it's all good because I'm going to go with Kansas City offense. I think people think against the Raiders they're going to blow up. Raiders defense has been playing a lot better. <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Golden Tate. I think the, uh, he gets locked down this week. Maybe, maybe ends up on Revis Island. We got through them all. It's not like Revis Island anymore. It's more like Revis Peninsula. It's sort of it's Revis Archipelago. Yeah. You know? <laughs> all right. Excellent. That is our two-minute drill. Let's get to some sleepers before we're out of here, and we send it over to Adam Rink for that. Adam. Oh, hey. Thanks, Molly. Every week on NFL.com, I give you 11-ish sleepers who can help you win your fantasy matchup. But right now, I'm going to give you three because I'm that kind of guy, and we start at the quarterback position. Remember last week when I said you should go with Josh McCown? Well, same goes double this week, too, as he heads back to Chicago. But more importantly, it's Lovey Smith's return to Chicago. Pardon the pun, but players love to play for Smith. They know how important this game is for him, so I expect a huge effort from all the Bucks. And it starts with McCown and his best friend, Mike Evans, who will become the Danny Ocean and Rusty Ryan of the Bucks. Yes, I'm sure it's Ryan White. You don't think I would look that up? Of course it's Ryan. All right, let's move on to the running back position and the Colts' Dan Heron. Do you live in a fantasy world where C.J. Anderson and Trey Mason are available to you? Then please, I implore you, seek out those options. But if you need some deep help, take a look at Heron. Boom is the new number two in Indianapolis. So who is number one? Well, number one would be Trent Richardson. And when Richardson is in front of you, it's only a matter of time before you're the new number one. He was great in training camp. He had a great matchup this week, so go ahead and start him. And finally, let's move on to receiver and Kenny Stills. Trying to figure out which Saints receiver to play is akin to trying to choose your favorite Malloy brother. You know, the Mormon twins? It's nearly impossible, but there should be some clarity this week. Brandon Cooks is out with an injury, which should mean more targets for Stills, who had a nice game against the Bengals on Sunday. The matchup against the Ravens is pretty good, and look, I can't tell the future. I pay people to do that for me, and even they get it wrong sometimes. But Stills is a guy who is going to get his opportunities, and that's pretty much all you can ask for. And look, we all go way back, and I owe you from the thing with the guy and the place, and I'll never forget it. So if you need more sleepers, go to NFL.com slash Ranks11. I'll see you when I see you. See on the flip side, Rank. Sammy Watkins had a rough last two outings. Is this the new trend, or will he get back on track? That and more wide receiver starts and sits are next. And will Josh Gordon take Atlanta by storm in Week 12? Can you trust Tony Romo from now on? We're spinning the top fantasy trends here on NFL Fantasy Live. Kick around. Yeah. Hello, 
everybody, and welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. It's time now for the fabulous one, the Hall of Famer Michael Fabiano, to unveil a partial look at his weekly starts and sits for the week. The full list can be found by going to the website, nfl.com slash start sit. It's one of the most read uh, articles in all of fantasy. All right, Fabs, get us started, though. Uh, talk to us about running backs. Let's start off with Shoelace, who was a quarterback, and now he's a running back, and now he's a really good running back from a fantasy perspective. He has 11-plus fantasy points in each of his last four games. I like the matchup this week against the Colts. They've allowed the third-most fantasy points to running backs on their home field. And, oh, by the way, did you see what Jonas Gray did to this (laughs) run defense last week? So, Shoelace is a very solid start. A player who is not a solid start? Alfred Morris. And a lot of people have to play Morris because he's been one of the 15 best running backs in fantasy. But beware. The 49ers have allowed the second fewest fantasy points to running backs this year, giving up an average of about 12 points per game over the last four weeks. That's really, really good. And Morris has been much better at home than he's been on the road. So if you start him, temper your expectations. I don't like this matchup. And finally, Lamar Miller. And Lamar Miller is someone that I've been saying to bench over the last couple of weeks. He's a little bit banged up, and this is not a good matchup against the Broncos. They've allowed 65-plus rush yards just once on their home field this year. They've also given up zero rushing touchdowns in six straight games. So Lamar Miller is a risk, my friends. So you're telling me that Shoelace won't be tied up? by the Indy defense? I see what you did there. <laughs> no, he will be free to roam. I like it. All right, let's take a look at the rest of your start and sit list here. C.J. Anderson to start against Miami, which I think is a little bit of a surprise. Miami's been very good defensively. This is a volume start. Ah. The matchup is not good. All right, uh, and then on the sit side, Jonas Gray following his 200-yard performance facing that very tough Detroit defensive line, also on the sit list to go along with Fred Jackson. All right, wide receivers now. Alshon Jeffrey. Man, listen, he's been very up and down this season, but I figure he's got to be a must-start against Tampa, right? Very good start. Uh, Last week, we saw Alshon Jeffrey put up a big number against the Minnesota Vikings. I say he does it again against the Buccaneers. They have allowed the third most fantasy points to wide receivers this year, giving up an average of over 26 per game. They've also allowed 11 touchdown catches on the road. Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall, Jay Cutler, Matt Forte, start them all, Martellus Bennett, and maybe not so much. A wide receiver that I start (laughs) This week, alongside Alshon, Sammy Watkins. There you go. He's had a couple of bad games in a row, but this is the Jets we're talking about. The Jets have allowed three receiving touchdowns in three or four road games this year. They've also allowed the ninth most fantasy points to wide receivers. And in his last game against New York, he dominated them 157 yards in a touchdown. Just keep tabs on the weather there because they've had about 20 feet of snow in Buffalo. A player that I'm sitting at wide receiver... Andre Johnson, but this is only in standard leagues. In PPR leagues, I think you can play him. One receiving touchdown in his last 17 games, fewer than 100 receiving yards in 13 straight games. The Bengals have allowed the third fewest fantasy points on the road to wide receivers. They're really bad against the run, but they have been good against wide receivers. So again, wide receiver start, Andre Johnson, PPR league only standard league I keep him on the bench I love him in a PPR format Ryan Mallett really seemed to have a nice little chemistry especially early on with Andre Johnson but in standard we'll see. leagues he only scored right. six points exactly which is crazy but uh, but yes we will see if that chemistry continues in week 12 all right the rest of your start and sits uh, at the wide receiver position you see Kenny Britt despite his huge performance he had in week 11 a week 12 sit you're Larry Fitzgerald points. yes absolutely Larry Fitzgerald uh, he's got that knee injury so and plus he's going 
going up to Seattle. Doesn't surprise me to sit here. Pierre Garçon has done absolutely there is an APB out for him. Yes, Because absolutely. he has disappeared. Uh, quarterbacks now. Matt Ryan has been okay, not great all year, kind of flirting with that top ten expectations. But what are your expectations for him this week? Well, the rule is when Matt Ryan is on the road, very shaky. When he's at home, you play him with a little bit more confidence. And this week, that's why I like Matt Ryan. He's averaged over 300 passing yards and two touchdowns in four home games this year. And here's one of these crazy stats that I love, James. He has 22 touchdown passes in his last 10 home games against the AFC. Okay. They're playing the Browns. Browns, AFC team. I like this matchup. The Browns are much better at home than they are on the road. So start Matt Ryan this week with confidence. Another player that I'm starting this week is Eli Manning. And no, I haven't been taking the funny pills. I know that he got picked off about 20 times last week by the Niners, but he plays well against the Cowboys. In fact, 872 yards, nine touchdowns in his last three games against Dallas. He had over 23 uh, fantasy points against them in week seven, and he only has one or fewer interceptions in six of his last seven games against Hmm. Dallas. I start Romo, and I start Eli this week as well. A quarterback that I'm sitting... Phillip Rivers. Okay. I'm jumping off the bandwagon. Sure. Last week, I told people to bench him. I'm saying bench him again this week. The Rams held Peyton Manning to fewer than 15 fantasy points last week. They've allowed the second fewest touchdown passes in the last four weeks. Mm. And Rivers may or may not be dealing with some sort of injury. Yeah. So that's what scares me. I think me. he's a risk. That's, that's what scares me. And, you know, the Rams defense, man, I tell you what, they've really, really come on after a very, very slow start. They're rushing the passer with a lot more success yes, lately. absolutely. All right, let's take a look at the rest of your starts and sits at the quarterback position. No surprise, following his huge performance, Jay Cutler back in the starting graces to go along with Tony Roma, as you mentioned. Sit him. Robert Griffin the third, Joe Flacco. And Russell Wilson against Arizona. Tough matchup. Like I said, he's not good at home against Arizona. All right, if you want more exclusive start and sit videos, including what to do with the tight end position, Fab's going to be delivering those via NFL Now. Check out NFL Now on your connected TV device or by downloading the app for free on your phone or tablet. All right, is it going to be a flashback to 2013 on Sunday? Josh Gordon making his highly anticipated return. But is he a must-start after an 11-week layoff? Our guys will weigh in on what to expect out of the explosive whiteout. Make sure to join NFL Network for Thursday Night Football as the Kansas City Chiefs head west to play the Oakland Raiders. NFL Total Access kickoff starts at 6 p.m. Eastern on NFL Network and takes you up till the game. Football starts here. Hello again. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Time now to get into some of the biggest trending issues right now around the league. The news of Josh Gordon returning has been buzzing for weeks, guys. He finally takes the field Sunday. And his offensive coordinator, Kyle Shanahan, had this to say about it. I haven't seen him out on the field since training camp, so we'll have to see where he's at physically and everything. We'll try to get him in there. And as soon as he's ready to go, we'll make sure to work to get him the ball. With that being said, Elliot, I'll come to you first, my friend. What are your expectations for Josh Gordon? Pretty doggone good. I, I hope, mean, I, some I th- people have been hanging hey, on to him. This guy's a professional athlete. He's been working out and training on his own for sure. But here's the other thing. What a matchup. Are you kidding me? Right. Come back mm-hmm. against the Atlanta Falcons? Sure. I mean, it's like, literally, if, if I were Josh Gordon and I was hanging out in October and somebody said, hey, man, you get to return against any team in the league you want. Yeah, I'm playing in a dome where there's no weather, you know, against Atlanta. Sounds good to me. Sign me up. 
he is a guy that I am putting into my lineup. I have held him for 11 weeks. You're one of those in a lot of leagues. And it's a long time to hold a player. Jeff Darlington actually just tweeted out a photo of Josh Gordon, and he was so fast, he was like a blur. <laughs> Everything else was in focus, but Gordon so was a blur. So you were feeling really good about yourself there. I'm reports. starting up. Right. When's the last time we were this excited about a Cleveland Brown? That's right. I mean, That's really, right. for anything. Ernest Biner. When's the not, last time the Browns have been this Otto good? Graham. I am not quite as excited as you guys, and I think he'll be fine. I don't think he's just going to be gangbusters like he was last year. I think, first off, there's an issue of timing and chemistry, having missed the whole season, where Andrew Hawkins is stepped in and been a really good receiver for the Cleveland Browns. I think this this week they maybe try to force him the ball a little bit. I think he gives you just some mediocre numbers. Yeah, I, I've been a guy who, again, Fabs, I know you've been super high. I've been on the other end. I, I just don't think that for 11 weeks it's very hard to hold a guy. You're passing on other guys, like Martavis Bryant perhaps. Maybe you're passing on other, on other wide receivers, running backs even, that could have helped your squad throughout this time. But – if you've got the t- lineup that you have, <laughs> yeah, I, I would hold on to a guy. If it does work, you're getting the guy debate. back right in terms Mr. of the playoffs. This is Mr. Beware the Magical Season here, who's jumping on board a guy who had a magical season. <laughs> but I haven't jumped on board. I've been on board all 11 weeks. Yeah. You know who's having a magical season? DeMarco Murray. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cowboy fans uh, had a big scare this season, though, when quarterback Tony Romo re-injured his back during week eight. He came back, crushed it against the Jags. His back so, or stats? His stats, pal. We're going to stay with the Dallas contingent over here in Elliott Harrison and uh, Michael Fabiano. But is Tony Romo a guy that you can trust uh, pretty much till season's end? No question about it. In fact, no I told people I to it. trade for him because the schedule okay. lines up so well for Does. Tony Romo the over the rest of the right. season. Exactly. He didn't look too injured in London when he went off against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who don't have a terrible pass rush. And the matchups are so good. The Giants, the Eagles, uh, the Redskins, come on. These are some of the worst pass defenses in the National Football League. And I'm not just saying this because I'm a Cowboys homer, which I am. But still, <laughs> Romo's got great matchups down the stretch. I thought you were just saying it because the graphic came Look up at and the you were reading. Bears. All right, right, anybody the Bears concerned too? about the injuries, okay, Marcus? All right, Mr. Statomatic. I mean, what about his trend of being bad in December? I mean, oh, is this, that has been. Yes, la- la- okay, like, I'll say this. Last year, he was very good in December. Mm-hmm. I'm not to discount that, but historically, this is a guy who has struggled down that last month of the season. Are we talking stats or wins and losses? We're t- well, it doesn't matter. I'm on that. Now you're shocking me. This is <laughs> if the Cowboys win or lose in December, doesn't <laughs> matter. I mean, I think Romo, like a 250 and two from him. Romo in December is what he's been every other month. Is that he's a matchup-based hey, guy? You play just, him against the right team. Let me make a complex fantasy point here, okay. please. What slows down a pass rush more than handing a ball off to a stud tailback? Nothing. Nothing, Nothing slows down a pass That's rush. Right. Because you're now. a defensive lineman, right? you got to hesitate. Sure. You're worried about that draw no play, which means Romo's not going to get hit that much. That Cowboys offensive line has been awesome. Been so I'm really not good. worried about Tony Romo getting Earlier hurt. in the show, you were uh, pitching for Zach Martin. To be offensive rookie, I think player. I think he is. That's a bold call. You want an offensive when, rookie of the year for a two and eight team or for a seven and three team? Might be real quick. Remember when we all thought the Cowboys were nuts for drafting all those offensive linemen, yeah. right? And now they're and we thought the defense was going to be well. That's very good. We were all wrong. And we also thought the Dallas defense was going to be horrible. They have not been. No. It seems like a while ago when Trent Richardson was once the full time back in Cleveland. Maude Bradshaw went down with an injury this week, will not return. Let's take a look at what these two backs have done this season. And as you could tell, Ahmad Bradshaw, obviously, the much more productive back. This more yards me. per touch, more touchdowns. It's really close. I Fantasy points per game. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what kind of a production can we expect from Trent Richardson? And can he be the guy Go to for Marcus. the Colts? I own him. 
Yeah, might as well, because I was the guy who was driving the Trent Richardson as sleeper bus. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. Like, because Trent Richardson kind of, he was better. I said he was better than he was last year. He's still not great. And I'm at a point now where I'm taking a chance on Boom Heron going forward. Wow. Because I think he might be the better back in Indianapolis. Dan Heron, a good pitcher for the Angels, wow. as well as a, a, a decent running go. back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, no, but really, though, uh, in terms of Trent Richardson, look, the guy hasn't been... Uh, I, I don't want to say he's been awful. He's been okay in terms of uh, if you want to play the matchups. Last year he was awful. This yes. year he's been kind of better than awful. Fair to midland. Right? I'm not, I'm not going to give him a ringing endorsement here. <laughs> Part of the reason why is their offensive line stinks. They, they can't ho- open up holes for anybody. And I think Bradshaw was a beneficiary of not only being able to catch the ball out of the backfield, but he's a little bit of a different runner than Trent Richardson. Richardson needs to stop running into the backs of his offensive linemen if he's going to average more than 2.9 yards per carry. Do I trust him moving forward? He's a volume flex play. That's right. That's all he is right now. Yeah, what, what is it that Akbar always says when he waves his finger? Hell to the no. Hell to the no. I'm going to say O to the F. Opportunity does breed fantasy points. Mm-hmm. Ahmad Bradshaw's out. It may just be that simple. I don't mean to go so simple, Simon, but sometimes you have to. And I'll, and I'll say this as well. I mean, if you think about a guy, you can't have a better matchup than what, what Trent Richardson is offering mm-hmm. you. A number one running back in that kind of offense? I mean, come on. You got to play the guy. I like yeah. it. Yeah, we said that last Speaking year. Speaking of <laughs> uh, bad <laughs> matchups, Philly had a terrible one last week. Jordan Matthews, the one bright spot. Him and Mark Sanchez seem to have nice chemistry going now, guys. Matthews has 285 receiving yards and four touchdowns in his last three games. But, Marcus, can he keep this going? Absolutely. I think How can. high is his ceiling moving I, forward? I think he's a guy who potentially his ceiling is being a top 15 guy for the remainder of the season. Yes. Just because he and Mark Sanchez seem to have connected. And, you know, it's to the point that Riley Cooper is not a factor in the passing game anymore. But now I get tweets asking me, what do I do about Jeremy Macklin? Because Jordan Matthews is seeing so many targets. Don't panic on Macklin. He'll be fine. But Jordan Matthews, I think, deserves a spot in your lineup. You know, I'll say this. I'm in a league where I'm playing Jordan Matthews, Jeremy Macklin, LaShawn McCoy, and Darren Sproles. Mm. And the reason for it is, and you might say, hey, that's a little bit weird. But I'll say this, though. If you would play every single one of those guys individually, why not play them if they're all on your team? It's, it's a little bit risky, it's, but it's, it's very Chip, risky. Is Chip Kelly your co-GM? Uh, yeah, I guess Elliot, so. Elliot, are you high on Jordan Matthews? I don't know. What's that? Are you high on Jordan Matthews? I am. I mean, in order to have a connection, you have to spend time together and oh. do activities. Uh-huh. Hey, they practice with the second team for how right. long, yeah. right? That's right. Now we're seeing it on the football. You want to go to lunch, Elliot? Yeah, you guys want to all get lunch? Let's no, yes, no. Let's, let's go on a hike yeah, By the way, nice oh. shoes. That's it for us today. We're back tomorrow and breaking down the Thursday night football battle of the AFC West. Full preview of the Chiefs and Raiders and all the answers on who you should start. That's tomorrow at 5 p.m. Eastern on NFL. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota. Let's go places.
Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 